the Koh family will will never forget, and uh, we will be uh, relentless uh, in keeping this issue alive. Across the world today, millions of Christians are persecuted. They face discrimination, imprisonment, displacement, and even death simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ. These courageous believers are our brothers and sisters. We are in this together with them, and we need to hear their voice. Join host Sarah as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. On February the 13th, 2017, Pastor Raymond Ko was abducted off the streets of Malaysia. He hasn't been seen or heard from since and his car has never been found. Raymond's case has drawn international attention from Christians, government and human rights organisations. At Release International, we've been running a petition to the Malaysian Prime Minister and the Inspector General of the Malaysian Police calling for information about Raymond's disappearance to be released and insisting that he has safely returned to his family. You can still sign that petition at releaseinternational.org forward slash release Raymond. On today's podcast, I have the privilege of speaking to Raymond Coe's courageous wife, Susanna, who has shown great strength and dignity throughout this trial. Listen in as we talk about what kind of man Raymond is, what happened to him, and how she learned to show grace towards those responsible for his abduction. Susanna, welcome to The Voice podcast. We're going to be talking about what happened to your husband, Pastor Raymond, which I know will be a very difficult and personal thing for you to do. But I know that it's also important for you to keep this story alive. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, Before we talk about what happened, could you tell us a bit of your background? How long have you been married to Raymond? Uh, Could you tell us what kind of man he is? Uh, It will be 37 years come September. And, uh, well... Actually, Raymond is a very simple and humble person. He said that he can live on three sets of clothes <laughs> only. <laughs> he really did it. Uh, a loving husband and caring father. And he shows his love uh, mainly through uh, acts of service like driving his children to school and doing chores in the house. Uh, He's deeply spiritual and usually spends his morning praying and reading the Bible. He also loves to play his guitar and worship God. He even composed some new songs. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's a great storyteller, loves to tell stories to both believers and unbelievers. And mostly, he has a passion for the lost. So he's brought a number of people to God and has a gentle and pastoral heart. I understand that he was also particularly passionate about reaching the poor whilst he was working as a church pastor in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Could you tell us a bit about the kind of work that he was involved in? Yes, uh, he worked as a pastor for 13 years with the Evangelical Free Church. 
but he also had a calling to minister to the poor. And so in 2004, he founded a social organization which um, started to work with uh, people infected and affected with HIV AIDS, uh, also empowering single mothers, training them to do baking, cooking, mm. and also uh, helping them to supplement their income and started a reading center for uh, the, the kids uh, around the area to provide a, a conducive environment for them to study. Wow, he sounds like an incredible man. Let's talk about what happened to him a little over three years ago now. On th the 13th of February, 2017, Raymond disappeared. Can you tell us what happened that day? Did it start out just like any other day? Yes, um, I left uh, quite early in the morning to go to my friend's house to babysit her, her children because uh, she was, uh, they, the couple was going to the hospital. Uh, later, I called Raymond to come and retrieve something from my car and to pass it to uh, another person. He came and he left. And that was the last time that I saw him. According to the CCTV footage, um, he was adopted near my friend's house uh, by seven vehicles and about 15 men. And in less than one minute. And so he never made it to my friend's house to pass the things. How did you obtain that CCTV footage? Um, actually, it was obtained by my two children. Uh, we uh, went to the crime scene and my son saw that uh, there were residences on both sides of the road. And uh, so this thought of uh, the security cameras from from the houses would have uh, maybe picked up um, what what exactly happened and so we went door to door to try to find and and thank God we found this uh, with uh, this footage uh, which uh, has since been uh, like viralized uh, mm. it that and there was also an eyewitness who was uh, smacked right in the middle of uh, this whole operation. He saw everything. Yeah, you, meant, you mentioned before that that eyewitness thought it was such a slick operation that he thought he was on a set of a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so professionally done uh, with uh, 15 men and uh, seven vehicles. Uh, surrounding one person, and they broke uh, the the windscreen, the uh, window of the car, so we we could see some uh, glass shat shattered uh, on the road. Uh, but uh, 
uh, they yeah they drove the car and put Raymond in their own car. Am I right in saying that you've not seen or heard from him since, and that his car has never been found? That's right. We yeah have no trace of his car. We have not heard from him. Uh, there's no like ransom note. So something like that, which happened, you said in less than a minute, uh, with seven vehicles, it sounds like a professional and coordinated operation. Do you have any idea who his captors are, who, who did this? Um, yeah, there was uh, a public inquiry with witnesses coming and the decision of the Human Rights Commission uh, was that this is a case of enforced disappearance. That means um, state agents were involved. Yeah, like police, but uh, they are kind of uh, special forces. Like they were, they are well trained. Have these, uh, have the special forces responded? Have they been questioned or held accountable in any way for this? Um, they have uh, denied their involvement and uh, we have, uh, the family have uh, therefore filed a civil suit against the government and the police for the adoption of Raymond, Pastor Raymond. Um, why do you think that they did this to Raymond? Did they see him as a threat of some kind? Uh, there's a lot of speculation on uh, why Pastor Raymond uh, and uh, another couple who are Christian converts and uh, Shia Muslim, uh, why they were targeted. Could it be um, their social work and their religious beliefs but the common thread uh, that seemed to run across uh, these uh, four people uh, seems to be uh, their work among Muslims and they are run in with the Islamic religious department. Right okay am I right in saying that if you're not an ethnic Malay you can be a Christian, but if you are, you have to be Muslim and you can't convert. All right. Had, had Raymond been threatened before or was this a totally unexpected event that happened to your family? Yes, in, uh, in August of uh, 2011, uh, we organized uh, sort of a fundraising dinner for the social organization, uh, community, stakeholders, and supporters. And in the midst of uh, that dinner, the religious department, uh, people came in and raided the church that uh, we were in. Um, we were holding that dinner. And um, Raymond and I received a death threat. He received two bullets and I received uh, white powder, which oh. they say anthrax. 
Yeah, and uh, there was a letter written in red to say that they want to kill us because wow. they say that we converted Muslims to Christian to Christianity. So, do you feel like your life is in danger being in Malaysia? Uh, sometimes, <laughs> I I do in the early days, especially when I was followed by. I'm not sure whether they are the special branch, the police or others, uh, and they were taking pictures and all. Uh, in the beginning, it was very stressful but uh, and fearful, but the Lord um, brought me to a silent retreat for a week, and, and I think I saw a breakthrough there. My eyes started to look at Jesus and and focus more on God than my circumstances. And, and when I came back, uh, I was bold, I mean, more confident. Um, and I was able to face the media, the lawyers, the police uh, with confidence. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's all glory to God because, you know, he, He's there. He, he shows up for you, you know, and, and guides you through. Today I'm speaking to Susanna Ko, the wife of Malaysian pastor Raymond Ko, who was abducted three years ago and hasn't been seen since. You can sign a petition on our website calling on the Malaysian Prime Minister to provide answers and to ensure the safe return of Raymond. Just go to releaseinternational.org forward slash release Raymond. Keep listening as Susanna describes Raymond's spiritual growth in the weeks before his abduction and how she has struggled through hostility towards forgiveness. I've heard you mention before that that there were some changes in, in Raymond uh, before he was abducted. Um, you've, you, you've mentioned in the past that you felt like God was preparing him in some way. Could you talk a bit about that? Uh, yeah, I... I did notice that uh, he was uh, more regular uh, in taking uh, prayer walks in the morning and in the evenings, and it's like for for hours. And uh, he was memorizing like whole chunks of uh, scripture, and who he would tell me like, "Oh, today I finished." Memorizing First Corinthians, you know, thirteen or something like that, and uh, he seemed to be like more sensitive to the family. This might be a difficult question to answer at this stage, but um, how do you feel about the people who kidnapped your husband? Uh, honestly, <laughs> I do struggle hmm. with uh, anger frustration and bitterness yeah uh, especially when uh, I've been called back to uh, be questioned again and again or when I have to face them in the public inquiry and uh, they seem to try to uh, avoid answering the questions they and they're not like consistent in their witness 
and uh, but I really felt the Lord helping me. And uh, there was one day when I was driving and he just convicted me of my wrong attitude towards the police. And uh, I just wept. Wow. And, and I repent. Repented. I thought of Jesus. Uh, who told us on the sermon, the sermon on the mount, to pray for our enemies and you know love them and bless them? Well, I even went further. Actually, bought a fruit basket for one of the police officers uh, who was in hospital. Wow! I just felt that I have to obey, obey God. Um, and I did. It was not easy, but I obeyed. That is incredible grace that you showed that police officer. I can hear in your voice that it's a very difficult thing to do to, to love your enemies, especially without knowing who actually these people are or why they've done what they've done or where Raymond is now. But you said that the Lord is sustaining you through this. Could you tell us a bit more about that and what your hope for your husband is? Right. The especially verses from the Bible has uh, strengthened me, like Second uh, Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians twelve nine. Uh, how how uh, the Lord promises His grace will be sufficient for us, and when we are weak then we are strong and Psalm 23, Psalm 46 is our refuge and strength, a present help in time of need um, and my hope for Raymond is of course for his immediate release, his safety uh, and that we will be reunited with him how do you feel about the publicity of this case? It's been noted by the international community and several petitions and representations have been made on Raymond's behalf. How does that make you feel? Well, I'm truly grateful and, and really appreciated the interest uh, and um, the advocacy for Raymond. Uh, not only locally but also internationally uh, and uh, I hope that they will continue to keep this alive because um, what the police want is is for people to be quiet but uh, the Cole family will will never forget and uh, we will be uh, relentless uh, in keeping this issue alive and I'm grateful for people who have written cards and letters to to us we receive hundreds and I'm still in the midst of answering them <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it warms my heart that um, there are people who care and uh, who are passionate about human rights and also to know that there's a big family of God out there um, who, who are loving 
and who are supporting us in prayers. And also that uh, there are more compassionate people than there are evil people <laughs> in this world. It's amazing to hear that you've received so many cards from people around the world encouraging you. Thank you so much, Susanna, for agreeing to speak with us today. Um, I know it can't have been easy and your courage and your joy in the Lord as you go through one of the hardest things imaginable is truly in inspiring and encouraging. Just before we close, how can we pray for you and your country and your family just now? You can uh, pray uh, for uh, the family, Jonathan, Esther, Elizabeth, for healing, for bonus, perseverance, for God's provision and protection. Also, the civil suit that the family took against the government and police. Please pray. Uh, for good judges that are just and for the lawyers that they will have wisdom and that they will also be protected. Our country is uh, going through some changes and uncertainty uh, and due to yeah the COVID situation, I think um, many people are struggling. Uh, so we, yeah, covered uh, prayers uh, for uh, strength uh, and uh, wisdom to, to continue to serve the Lord uh, in, in such trying times and uh, creative ways to, to advocate for uh, Raymond and the others that were similarly disappeared. Um, that the government will do right and that truth and justice will prevail. Mm. Amen. Amen. Raymond Coe refused to be a quiet pastor who simply minded his own business. When he saw the need and the hurt around him, he knew he needed to respond by showing the love of God in action. But this didn't make him popular with everyone. He experienced threats and he was eventually abducted. As his wife Susanna continues to demand answers and campaign for justice, let's commit to stand with her. Let's pray that the God of justice will continue to give her courage, conviction and love. And let's pray for Raymond's release. Thank you so much for listening to Release International's Voice podcast. Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. There are many other ways you can get involved. If you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then please do subscribe on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them, and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.